live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day. Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holtberg. Good afternoon. Uh, everybody together, let's all say, what day is it today? Friday. Yes, indeed. April the 8th. The year 2022. Hope you're having a great one. Another Chamber of Commerce day out there. Not such a good day for Tiger Woods, who entered round two of the Masters at one under par. Now through four holes today, he is three over par, bringing his score uh, total to a plus two as we speak right here right now at the top of the leaderboard two rounds in charles schwartzel with a second round 69 is tied with the first round leader sunjai im who had a 74 today and they are both at three under along with danny willett um who is even today through seven so we'll keep you updated some of the big names on the board dustin johnson through 16 holes today he is a a composite score of minus two hideki matsuyama is at minus two as is tony finau um and they're all on the course lots of players still to come today so we'll update you on that my main man james mesh back in the master control suite in the game studios which are on the campus of delta media which houses klwb which is 1037 the game in lafayette we're also thrilled to be on 1041 in lake charles and we're here each and every day, Monday through Friday, from 2 to 4 p.m. We are uh, we're also uh, streaming, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And we're also in the Acadiana area, simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. So we there, there's a, a plethora of ways to find us. We're th- certainly thrilled that uh, whatever course of action you take, whichever way you go, that you include us in it. So thank you very much uh, for that. God, it's another fun-filled Friday. Yes, indeed. We'll get the very latest LSU baseball. is um, Got a big series. The Tigers are 16th ranked. They're 20 and nine overall, four and five in the SEC, as is Mississippi State, which is four and five. It's game one of an important three game series. State is the defending national champion, but this year's Bulldogs aren't, uh, they're not nearly as good as they were before. Their team ERA is 12th in the SEC. Um, and, you know, they're just not. They're just not that good. They got plenty of power. They're number three in the league in home runs behind Tennessee and Florida, and they really are good defensively. That, of course, is something that you can't say about LSU, um, their own worst enemy with a league high 45 errors to go along the way. Bill Franquez will join us from Starkville to talk all about that. Following Bill Franquez on the agenda, we'll talk LSU football with TigerBait.com's Mike Scarborough. Um, 
the offensive line, some new faces in new places. Will Campbell taking reps at first team left tackle, Miles Frazier, first team right guard, the transfer from Florida International, uh, has always been with the second team. Now he's moved up to the first. So we'll we'll get the very latest lowdown on what's going on on the Ponderosa, how the quarterbacks are looking, and all that with Mike Scarborough. The Pels blew away the Portland Trailblazers. It's hard to beat a team in the NBA by, I don't know how many points it was, 127 to 94, 33 points. Uh, the play of the game was uh, Herb Jones, who went to help defensively. They kicked the ball out to his man. He took off inside the three-point line, elevated, extended, blocked the three-point shot to himself, took it coast to coast in traffic, and laid it in for a bucket. Um, Herb Jones, play of the game. So right now, the Pels with a two set, as we predicted here, San Antonio in Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves beat them. So now with two games left in the regular season and the Los Angeles Lakers um, packed and ready to go to Cabo, they're done. Saying the Pels with a two-game lead over the San Antonio Spurs with two games left to go. All the Pels have to do is win one or the Spurs lose one. And the Pelicans next Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. will host the San Antonio Spurs in the play-in tournament. So we'll talk all about that with Chris Connor. We will uh, start our number two off. Larry Holder of The Athletic, all things New Orleans Saints. George Faust, sports director, KLFY. It's the spring football game this weekend for uh, the Raging Cages. We'll get an update on that. Baseball, another pivotal series against Arkansas State. Softball, uh, all things Acadiana. Uh, with uh, George Faust and then George Becknell, James Mesh, and I will will do whatever we find uh, fun and necessary. Um, also, along the front, um, LSU men's basketball coach Matt McMahon announced his staff yesterday. He'll have three assistant coaches: Casey Long, Ronnie Hamilton, Cody Toppert. And a support staff that includes Tim Kane as his chief of staff, former Tiger Tasman Mitchell as a special assistant to the head coach, Ranrico White as director of player development, Jeff Moore as director of recruiting, Mike Chapman as the video coordinator, and Brian Puckett as the team strength and conditioning coach. We'll see. Um, Hamilton, Ronnie Hamilton spent the last uh, four seasons at Ole Miss. Casey Long spent the last five seasons with McMahon at Murray State. Topper is from Memphis. He's got NBA coaching experience. He's a really good recruiter. Um, I love that uh, my buddy, Jeff Moore, who's longtime assistant at Northwestern State, he's uh, the director of recruiting, well-respected in Louisiana. He knows all the coaches. He knows all the high schools. Very smart on his part. And then you keep the LSU tradition alive and you keep Tasman Mitchell uh, on the staff. You've got somebody, okay, I've played here. I've done this here, done that there. Uh, so so it's good. So we we shall see. Um, Major League Baseball debuted. The Astros get a win last night over the Angels. Uh, so the 2022 season is, is underway. Eight former LSU players are on active rosters. We know about 
Alex Bregman with the Astros. What a one-handed uh, um, pickup off a dribbler down the third baseline, threw across his body all the way to first base in time for the out. Uh, he's with the Astros. DJ LeMayhew, great hitter with the Yankees. Aaron Nola pitching for the Philadelphia Phillies, as is Kevin Gaussman for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Austin Nola, the catcher for the San Diego Padres. Will Harris, the former Astro, is now pitching for the Washington Nationals. Out fielder Jake Fraley is with the Cincinnati Reds and pitcher Alex Lang is with the Detroit Tigers. So LSU's had at least one former player make his major league debut in 28 of the past 31 seasons and has produced a total of 79 major leaguers during its illustrious baseball history. So we got you covered with LSU baseball, LSU football, Pelicans of the NBA, the New Orleans Saints, all things UL and the like. I think we got you covered. And, of course, we'll continue to update you on uh, the Masters tournament. Another uh, beautiful day, but the wind is picking up and the scores are elevating. Uh, Sung Jai Nim, the uh, first-round leader with a 67 shoots seven shots worse today with a 74. Uh, Schwartzel, 69 for the day. That's by far the best score of the day of anyone um, that's already in the clubhouse. No one else has come close to shooting under 70. So had a couple of 80s today. So um, cut line is projected at plus five. So we shall see uh, who makes the cut, who doesn't make the cut. Sam Burns um, is right there at the cut line. The former LSU Tiger had an opening round 75, had a second round 74. Uh, So he is plus five for the tournament. Now they project the cut at plus four. So if that goes that way, Sam Burns will not be uh, staying for the weekend. So uh, right there at plus four, Zach Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth. Um, Tiger Woods is now at plus three. So he is four over on the day through five holes. So he is having a rough, rough go of it. Is it is it fatigue? Is it the elements? I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see and hear from, from Tiger. Certainly hope he can hang on there. And, and reverse this field uh, and stay under that cut line because I'd love to see him on the weekend. But but right now it's it's heading in the absolute wrong direction. Um, you can experience Festival International like never before by winning the game's festival Festival, excuse me, international prize pack. Sign up for the rewards club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. You get a chance to score a pair of Bonton passes. You'll get exclusive access to front row and stage areas, shaded seating, air-conditioned restrooms, express drink lines, shirts, pins, and a poster. Experience Festival like never before by winning the Festival International prize pack from the game. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We'll begin our show after this timeout as we talk LSU baseball. Big series against the Mississippi State Bulldogs in Starkville. That's all coming your way next here on the Jordy Helper Show in the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We are Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Stick around. He's been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast chair. So what's the secret to the Blonde Bomber's success? Easy. Taking time to work on his tan. You look marvelous. 
Back to more of the tanned and talented Jordy Holtberg on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We're back on this Friday, April the 8th, 17 minutes after the hour. The Tigers travel to Stark uh, Vegas to take on the defending national champion Mississippi State Bulldogs. First pitch tonight set for 7 p.m. And you can listen to the call right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. That's where we head now as our good friend, the voice of Alec Box Stadium, Skip Berkman Field. Uh, Bill Frank is kind enough to join us. Hey, Bill. How's, uh, how's, hey, Jordy. how's traveling going, buddy? Well, you know, actually, Jordy, we've uh, just arrived here in Starkville, as it turns out. It's good timing. Uh, yeah. Staying here at the uh, just about a mile outside of campus, and it's, it's rather chilly up here. I'll say that. Really? Uh, expecting, yeah, it's about it's probably about in the low 50s right now, and uh, it's wow. very cloudy, but I don't, I don't think there's a chance of rain, but it's, it could be chilly tonight. I think. By the time the game's over tonight, we could be down into the mid-40s. But uh, the weather for the whole weekend looks overall pretty good. It'll be, it'll be cool, sunny and cool tomorrow and then sunny and warmer on Sunday. So overall, it should be a, a good, good uh, weekend weather-wise. But tonight could get a little chilly. Okay. Um, Duty Noble Field seats about 15,000. It's a great venue yep. when they're going well. And last year, nobody was better than Mississippi State. This year, they've fallen on some tough times. They're unranked. Yeah. LSU somehow, some way through all of this is still 16th in the country in the USA Today poll. So give me the um, give me the status of this ball club. It looks like, look, look, and I'm not being negative in any way, but they beat up right. on the, the poor hapless teams. Um Grambling State, and now you got to go play up against a team that that you're, you know, statistically better than, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you look at the the SEC statistics, and Mississippi State is near the bottom in nearly every category, defensively and offensively. But of course, we, as Coach Johnson has stressed, uh, leading into the weekend, uh, he feels like in watching them on tape, they're. Every, they're certainly capable of being much better. Yeah. They're certainly capable of playing at the level at which they played last year. Uh, they do have a lot of players back from last season, but they have lost some very uh, vital components that led them to the national championship last year. And uh, so far, they're off to, to a tough start. However, they're still right in the mix with everyone. You know, it seems like almost everyone in the SEC, Jordy, is four and five yeah. right now. Yeah. It's, it a real log, it's a real yeah. log jam. Uh, every, everyone is, uh, is, is all bunched together. There may be more parity in the league than ever before. Other than, than Tennessee and Arkansas, those two teams are yeah. off to great starts, of course. But the rest of the league is really tight. So I think uh, this will be, obviously, this will be a very important series for both clubs. Maybe LSU can, can perhaps separate itself from the pack a little bit this weekend because this, this begins a real tough stretch. Tigers three games here, the next week three games in Fayetteville against Arkansas, which is number two in the nation. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a big, uh, big weekend for the Tigers, absolutely. If Arkansas is number two, then Tennessee must be number one, right? Oh yes, yeah, absolutely, man. What an wow. unbelievable start for those guys. Man. I believe uh, if they go ten, if they're nine and zero right now in the league, if they win tonight, which uh, if you're if there's a line on the game, Tennessee would be a heavy favorite. Uh, they're playing host to Missouri tonight. If they go ten and zero, I believe it's the first time an SEC team started conference play ten and zero in over thirty years. I believe wow. Florida did it uh, back in the early nineties. So. Yeah, they're they're really on a roll. They, they as good as they were last year. Seems like they are they're even better this year. They have a couple. Of, my understanding is they have a couple of true freshman pitchers who are just uh, fantastic. I mean, nine and zero is very impressive. 
28 and one is ridiculous yeah. Yeah. in baseball. Yeah, I mean, they, LSU's 20 and nine. Uh, anybody in the world would take that. And yet, yeah, nobody's given LSU much credit here. So, um, still tinkering with things, right? I mean, yeah. moving people yeah. around like chess pieces in the infield. Have we solidified anything? You know, I, 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 it's hard to say, Jordy, what uh, back the game against Grambling on Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coach made a couple of changes. He moved to put, play K. Doty at third base. Uh, Collier Cranford got a start at shortstop. And so because of the nature of the game, uh, LS, of the 21 outs recorded, remember it was the seven-inning game that was stopped right. due, due to the 10-run rule. Of right. the 21 outs recorded by LSU pitching, 18 were strikeouts. So there really weren't <laughs> that many chances for the infield to show what it could do with, with, with this new alignment. So, you know, Coach Johnson acknowledged that you know I didn't really learn a whole lot. That was that was that game didn't give us a whole lot of uh, information about how we might if we want to keep that adjustment or not. So I'm interested to see what he does tonight. Uh, will he stay with it and, and see how it goes and and then, and then adjust afterwards? I guess we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, the Grambling game didn't didn't give us a real good sample yeah. of what to expect. Uh, Bill Frank is with us, folks. Bill Bill is the best at giving like um, notes heading into a series he i mean he lays it all out but one thing i notice here of late normally you have the date and the time of the game and you always have who the starting pictures are going to be i haven't <laughs> seen that lately yeah. what does that tell me bill well yeah because usually usually in this day and age i usually get that information after deadline if you if, if, if so to speak but i do have that information now i can pass it oh, along okay. now so uh, I can tell you that tonight, uh, Mikhail Hilliard will get the start for LSU. Uh, he'll be the starting pitcher tonight. And then uh, Blake Money is scheduled to start tomorrow night's game, uh, tomorrow's afternoon's game. And All then right. Sunday afternoon is TBA. But uh, Coach Johnson did uh, re- re- release that information, and he's going to go Mikhail, Blake, and then we'll go uh, TBA, see, how, see what it looks like on let, Sunday. And let's, read, but let's read between the tea leaves here. This Is this the first Friday night start for Hilliard? Yes. Now, now he's done it. He's done it in the past. In, in, okay. in, earlier in his career, he has done it. Uh, okay. But it, uh, in 2018 and in 2019, uh, he did occasionally have a game one start. But it's been since 2019 since he, he's done that. So, yeah, All right. But, so but, does you know, that as mean we know, you know Mikhail's pitching a lot of big games, and he's naturally, it's, you know, mentally, certainly, he, he's very well equipped to handle it. I don't know if this is a good stat to to have, but it is a stat. Um, nobody's been hit by a pitch more in the country than LSU. They, yeah. They've been hit seventy two times in twenty nine yeah. games. The next yeah. closest in the SEC, Auburn, forty four. Is that a good stat? Yeah. I mean, what causes that? Well, yeah, I think you know, Coach. Johnson's been asked about that. He, he's a little coy about it, but it, it, to me, he insinuated that you know LSU. In other words, they're not making any efforts to get out of the way. I mean, maybe in past years, there've been more of an effort to get out of the way, but uh, this year's team, you know, they're going to if it's near the near the batter's box, they're going to go ahead and take it. They're going to take the pitch and get get the on base percentage up. And, and if you'll notice, LSU's on base percentage is fantastic. Uh, on base percentage, uh, batting at all, all the offensive stats have been great, really. You know, uh-huh. as you know, although I know some people may be disappointed about four and five in the SEC, 
our offensive numbers, we're, we're behind, you know, Tennessee's number one in just about everything. LSU's just about number two in everything offensively. Yeah. Total bases, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, uh, base hits, runs scored. Uh, LSU's number two in all that. And, and the pitching staff as well. LSU's in the top five in several pitching categories in the SEC. So statistically, I think that we've made a lot of progress, and hopefully we can uh, translate that onto the field. Naturally, the, the defense has been uh, an issue at times, but hopefully that will continue to, to improve. I was looking at the lineup to see if there was a Roger Dorn, uh, you know, playing third <laughs> for the Tigers to to take to take one for the team, um, but, yeah. but not not the case. That's um, we've been asked what is our favorite sports movie. What is your favorite sports movie, by the way, Bill Franken? Wow, you know, I guess uh, this may be a cliche, but uh, I always was fascinated as a kid by Rocky. I mean, you know, I was I was in okay. I was I think in eighth grade when that movie came out. I was just. I bought this, the soundtrack album. I saw the there movie probably go. five times in the theaters. So I guess I'd have to stick with that because it's something, it's a great memory from my youth. So I, I stick with Rocky. I was playing basketball for LSU. We were in Athens, Georgia, and the night before the game, that movie came out, and Coach Brown took all of us to a movie, really? a little old hole-in-the-wall movie theater in Athens, wow. Georgia, and we saw Rocky, and we beat the tar out of the Bulldogs <laughs> the next day. It wasn't well, even close. It wasn't even close. Yeah. If you had uh, – all right, we're – we're in a situation now, 29 games in. So we've got a lot of games under our belt. If I asked you, who's the most valuable player of this team right here, right now, who would it be? Ooh, wow. Wow, Jordy, that's a, that's a, that's a very difficult question. You know, that's I, what I do. I think he kind of flies, on, uh, he flies under the radar a little bit. Kate Doty's having an amazing year. He really is. Okay. Okay. I mean, he's hit, hitting nearly 400. Uh, he leads the SEC in doubles. He nearly has double figures in home runs. Um, yeah, he's a tremendous athlete. I think I think a, a case could definitely be made for Kay Doty the way he has uh, performed so far this season. And I know Coach Johnson, uh, you, know, you know, thinks thinks very very highly of Cade and his ability. And I think uh, I, I think the, that would there'd be a strong case to be made for him. All right. Very good. Um, lots of games yet to be played. You mentioned LSU, the pitching staff, number three in the SEC in ERA, 3.454. Right. Uh, I think this sophomore right-hander, Eric Reiselman, is really coming to his own. Yes, yes. I think uh, it seems like now uh, the, the staff appears to be finding uh, its roles. Uh, looks like Reiselman has been used more often later in games. Um Devin Fontenot has been used a little earlier in games than, than, than in past years. Uh, Paul Gervais has been very effective uh, later in games. Uh, Grant Taylor has been very versatile both uh, as a starter and as a reliever. Be interesting to see how he's used this weekend because he's a, a young freshman with a lot of ability. Uh, Samuel Dutton, another freshman who I think can do either start or relieve. And then uh, and Mikhail and Blake have both been very effective as starters. So it looks like, you know, at least I think as we're, as we're in the second half of the season now, it looks like the, those roles are being more clearly defined. All right. Um, Mikhail Hilliard did start on a Friday. Um, of course, that was last week against Auburn in a series. It started on a Thursday and then on a Saturday. Yeah. But I think that's yeah. why he's getting the ball. He, he blanked Auburn five and a third innings, no runs, four hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. Go with the hot man. The first game is so critical. Yeah. You want to make yeah. a Mississippi State who's struggling. You want to make them feel like, oh, God, it's going to be a long weekend. First game's critical. Yeah. 
It really is, and, and I think as most fans know, LSU has not yet won game one of an SEC series. So that's yep. something that hopefully will change tonight. I think it's very okay. important to, to get off to a strong start, obviously, uh, to gain an advantage, especially on the road. Uh, though Mississippi State's not having a, a great year at this point, I would anticipate there's still going to be a, a, a you know a pretty pretty hostile yeah. environment here yeah. every time LSU yeah. plays Mississippi State. So uh, I think the, I think our guys will be ready for it. They've been accustomed to playing in front of big crowds. They played in front of a huge crowd in Houston uh, a month ago at Minute Maid Park. Uh, Florida had the biggest crowd it's ever had uh, for Game Two of that series in Gainesville two year, two weeks ago, over eight thousand fans. So I think most of these guys are now accustomed to life on the road in the SEC, and hopefully that won't be a factor. But we know it's going to be a big challenge this weekend. All right. Excuse my ignorance here. Are you going to be in the broadcast booth so we can listen to you on the radio tonight? Yes. Yes. I'm looking Good. for. You know, I haven't been here, Jordy, since uh, Mississippi State renovated uh, Duty Noble Field. Um, I, was, I couldn't make the trip uh, three years ago back in 19. I, I was – uh, coming back from a health issue, and uh, I couldn't right. make the trip. That's right. So, you know, I, my understanding is that the, the they basically reconstructed the whole facility, and uh, it's supposed to be state of the art. So, I'm looking forward to seeing it, and looking forward to seeing the uh, the broadcast facilities as well. But yeah, I'll definitely be up there. All right. Well, let's get a W tonight. Let's ride Hilliard. And let's go. Let's go to work, Bill. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoy right, your man. time in Starkville. It's a lot better now than it was when I first went there. Uh, I think, I there was is. nothing to do in that joint, but it's it's <laughs> it's really grown. It's a pretty darn good city, despite what it really, Skip it really says. is. They've, they've done a really the, the, the city leaders deserve a lot of credit. They've done a lot to, to brand yeah. Starkville and make it uh, more appealing to visitors. There's no doubt. And you can get a Bud Light there now. I'm just saying. Goodbye, yeah. Bill. Have yeah. a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that is Bill Frankes, uh, uh, the voice of Alec Box Stadium, Skip Burtmerfield. He'll be on the call of the game along with Chris Blair tonight. You can listen to it first pick 7 o'clock right here on 103.7 The Game and 104.1 The Game, Lafayette and Lake Charles. We'll take a quick time out here when we come back. The latest on the Ponderosa, Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. On the Jordy Hulpert Show. Stay with us. Jordy Holberg was draining three-pointers with ease way before Steph Curry came on the scene. Or was even born. Now, back to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back. This is the Jordy Helper Show. Danny Willett um, is now one under through nine today. He's got the lead at four under par. One better than Charles Schwartzel, Sungjae Im, and Hideki Matsuyama, who is three under par today through six. So Hideki making a move. Meanwhile, Tiger Woods, as I scroll down and down, plus four today through six. So not a good start. He's at plus three. All right, LSU football. Uh, uh, another practice under their belt yesterday under some uh, cool, sunny, windy conditions. Our good friend from TigerBait.com, Mike Scarborough, was there to give us the latest scuttlebutt on the Ponderosa. Good afternoon, Michael. How are you, sir? Good deal. The first thing, I want to call fake news on that promo before you came back to on air. Uh, the three-point shot wasn't in effect yet. I know. They just they. I know. I know, but it would have been, if it had been, look out, Mike, look out. That's all I'm going to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're doing yep. this, we're doing this thing. Um, what, what's your favorite sports movie, by the way? 
Oh, that's uh, easily Hoosiers. Hoosiers, okay. Very good. Very good. All right. Um, it, it appears from what I read that um, the big talk around LSU football now is what's happening on the offensive line. So give us uh, – they're moving pieces left and right. So where are we? Where do we stand with that very, very important position group? Well, you know, we go out there and, and we assume because we still see Will Campbell out there at left tackle and Cam Wire getting moved out right, that that's how, how it's going to finish. But, uh, man, I, I got some great video yesterday. I was in the right spot. I was the only one there, and they started doing one-on-ones, LSU offensive line versus first-team defensive Ooh. line, and uh, they were getting after it pretty hot and heavy. Um, and there, there's no doubt about it. Will Campbell – you know, you, you never want to say that a true freshman offensive lineman is going to come right in and start. But, we, you know, and as we know, just if you've seen any photos, if you've seen any video of practice, he already looks the part. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I just think he's going to be the guy I, I, at left tackle. And then, okay. you know, I looked out on the sideline yesterday. You had Emory Jones. Of course, he's, uh, I ran into him out in the parking lot uh, afterwards. He's uh, absolutely kicking himself for not being a midterm grad. Yeah, and he thinks he thinks he's going to come in and uh, make a move and 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 be just like Will Campbell. So that's why ask- I think this I think this offensive line is going to be a lot better than people think if you okay. give them some time. I'm not saying it's going to be week one, but maybe it's right. week four or five. They're, they're going to get better every week if they stay healthy. If if they started today. The all-important center position. Who who's got that? Who's who's starting there as we speak? Um, I think that's going to be Garrett Dellinger right now. But uh, okay, you know, and if it's Gerald West, uh, I think there's there's reason to be excited about him. But you got to believe that he's going to get a red shirt. Um, we're expecting a corner to be added with the remaining spots. Uh, you know, from the transfer portal. You know, is there still maybe a possibility of a center? Uh, up the road, they're not even talking that way right now. So, um, you know, they want Tyler Steen at tackle if he wants to come. But, yeah, I, I think there's so much concern at defensive back, not just corner, but safety as well. That um, do they do they maybe if they can find a good, a very good tight end, and all the rest of them being defensive backs. Okay. Um, Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Back to the offensive line. Um, what about the Florida International kid? What's the latest on Miles Frazier? Yeah, um, you know, certainly he's the guy that uh, you're looking out there. And But is he necessarily just waltzing right in, even though he was an All-American? Is he going to waltz right in and take a spot? But it, it seems to me that Coach Davis and – Coach Kelly are of the mindset that they're going to get their five best, and if they've got to move them around to get the five best out there, then that's how right. it's going to be. And so, right. um, you know, a lot of buzz about Cardell Thomas being on the two deep, but, you know, again, well, wait till John, em- uh, you know, Emory gets there, Emory Jones gets there. Okay. Um, Cardell Thomas, boy, he sure came in with a lot of, lot of pub and he hadn't done anything yet. So maybe it's, you know, it's not how he starts, how you finish. We'll see how, how, what grade is he in now? What's his, what is his, um, status? He's been here forever. 
Three years, red shirt junior. And that's why you keep saying, look, man, at some point, if you haven't made a move and, you know, particularly with the, the shape that LSU's offensive line has been in the last few years, if you can't stake a claim to position after three years, then then it's probably not going to happen. Um, look, there's some offensive line that all of a sudden their uh, junior or senior years uh, – you know, grow into their bodies or, or become, they're no longer a project. But if, if the level that LSU plays, that's that's usually not the case. And they usually don't have time to wait on guys like that. Gotcha. Uh, Mike Scarborough, tigerbait.com, kind enough to, uh, to join us. Um, quarterback situation. What's your latest take on that? Well, I, I thought the first day of practice, Miles Brennan looked the worst. Last Saturday, I thought he looked the best. Um, and of course, everybody's you know talking about Jaden Daniels and, and is it Jaden or is it Miles Brennan? I think Garrett Nussmeyer is going to have some say so about it. And um, and I know the plan right now is to if you can somehow get Walker Howard to play in four games and keep his red shirt, that's that's the way that would roll. Um, but uh, I don't know how that how that's going to play out. I, I which of the which of the four guys is actually grasping the offense and and it is is going to become second nature for them the quickest. Yeah. Um, I think of all the of the four quarterbacks, I think Jay Daniels throws the ugliest football. So, and then okay. you know, I, I think and I think Walker Howard has the best football. Garrett Nussmeyer is kind of positioned right in the middle where he's got a little bit of everything. He's a good runner. He's got a strong arm. Um, so I don't know that you discount him. And, uh, of course, you know, you, you pick on uh, Walker Howard because he's 192 pounds, but Jay Daniels is 185, and he's 6'4". Okay. Um, so – the gist of what I'm hearing is there is no time no soon to determine who the starting quarterback is. And so if somebody was thinking about transferring or going into the portal, that, that, I mean, how do you do that? Yeah. Well, and that, and so that makes the fact that they're as of now, of course, look, we're getting the, four, the usual four or five periods, but last Saturday we got the entire practice. Uh, tomorrow we're going to get, let in after the first 18 periods and we get to stay the whole rest of the time. So that'll be another good hour or so. Um, but is it better for this LSU coaching staff that there's no clear number one and clear number two? So that way you I've don't have to play that no. game. I've always you know, said but, no. But, it makes it, but it, now. I, I still say the odds are, are it's highly unlikely that you would be there in August and all four of them are still sitting there. Great. Totally agree. Um, are you? Are is is the position of linebacker a position of strength with this club? Do you think? I think so. I, I think between Mike Jones and, and Greg Penn, um, Baskerville, uh, we're getting West Week's name dropped a little bit. Of course, Harold Perkins will, will arrive. Um, you know, Polian dropped uh, West Week's name last night. So. Um, 
I think so. And then you got you know you got your your hybrid edge rushers in there too. So we're not we're not hearing any concerns or or any discussion about uh, needing a linebacker or a defensive lineman with the remaining spots in from the portal. It's all tight end, tight end, safety, and corner. Okay. All right. I think the biggest, maybe I think the biggest concern on the, the team, offensive line, maybe. Yeah, uh, an offensive line. So, yeah. but if you don't get Tyler Steen, do you take it to the house? And you know, we we think that you're 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 about to get word from uh, Seven Banks, the Ohio State corner transfer. Um, I think that's uh, going to be a, a done deal for LSU. Came in last week. He's already graduated from Ohio State. Um. Okay. But you know, are, are, will they be looking for a safety? Because LSU's undersized there, and um, I don't know where the difference makers are at all in in, a, uh, in the defensive backfield. Okay, and we haven't we haven't had to say that in quite some time. Um, Brian Kelly, obviously very smart, did his due diligence. Um, called Nick Saban when um, the the word that, that LSU's people had gotten in touch with Brian Kelly's people. I wonder if I wonder if old Nick said, you know what, Brian? I wish I'd never left LSU. I wish I'd still been there because he sure didn't want to leave. Um, and you probably heard the same stories that I did back. What year would that have been? Two thousand six, uh, seven. That when he wanted to uh, get uh, that he called back and, and, and inquired at LSU that Saban did. Yeah, he called, uh, he called me. No, he called me and said, "You think I can get back? Because I don't like what I'm doing. I, I'd rather be back there." I said, "Well, I'll uh, I'll make a call and let them know you're interested." And uh, and the rest is history. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I don't think there's any doubt. There's no doubt in my mind that uh, Saban gave Brian Kelly a a. And, and of course, uh, I know LSU fans probably don't, but I believe me, he he gave. Uh, uh, Brian Kelly, an earful about LSU and how it would be a great spot for him. I believe yeah. that. Um, have you seen uh, Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com? I know we're talking uh, football, but have you ever seen anything that's happened like our basketball program where everybody flew the coop? I've never seen anything like it in my life. Well, uh, you know, I, I keep joking. Uh, some people get it, some people don't, but I'm like, okay, well, your next roster is going to be Chico Potts Jr., Jamal Wolf Jr. <laughs> Brian Bashera Jr., Charlie Thompson Jr., uh, you know, and and I I, I don't know how what 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 is what the final roster is going to look like, but uh, I I put a uh, I can hear you laughing. You got it. Uh, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. No, it it, it it's like I, I put a poll up on the website a week ago. Like, what year do you think LSU has its best chance or? can possibly finish in the upper third of the SEC. And at almost 60%, it's not till the 25-26 season. Oh, I think that's I think that's a stretch. I think they can do it. Basketball's different, man. And, and look, I, I don't know how the guy recruits. We'll just have to wait and see. He's got a staff together that he thinks can go out and do that. And if you if you can recruit and get a get a couple of players right on, I mean that that can change dramatically look at look at what iowa state did from winning two games to going as far as they did 
And with the portal and a recruiting, I mean, you can do it if he's a good salesman. And time will tell on that one. All I know is whoever is the leading scorer in the rec league has got a shot of making this club uh, this year uh, as, as a as a backup or something, I guess. I, I've never seen anything quite, quite like it. Um, all right. Anybody else standing out football-wise? We never talk about the running backs. And, and it's hard to tell unless you put the pads on and it's ones against ones who's doing it. But what what are you hearing about the running back position, which is always a big help to the quarterback? Well, you know, I think it's a combination of, of a little bit of chicken and egg. Uh, you know, how much better can the running back uh, in the running back uh, game be? If the offensive line is improved and yeah, and Brian yeah. Kelly is absolutely uh, determined to have a power running game and get that offensive line up to the stuff, so that'll help. John yeah. Emery absolutely looks like he's in great shape. You'll get okay. Noah Kane in the summer. Um, you know Frank Wilson's out there coaching him up. I, I ran him out in the parking lot uh, last night, and um, you know he, he sure seems to be enthused about uh, Emery. But you know is Kiner and Goodwin and, and, and on and on. I mean, it's, it's another one of those deals where it's like you've got so many bodies there, kind of like the quarterback spot. You have a hard time believing that with the numbers you've got and, and, right. and they're all capable, that, you know, it's not like they're all, you know, projects. Right. That you're going to have a couple that can get the job done if the offensive line comes together. You keep them all. That's the big question. It's a new world out there in, in, in college football. Are you a proponent of this new thing that says um, now high school players can be recipients of name, image, and likeness deals? Do you think that's good? I think it's awful. Uh, I mean, yeah. what, it, it, we, we've already gotten to the point where it's like in the last year where you're thinking there's no way in hell we'll ever see the private and public schools ever come back together again. What is this going to do, you know, for the major private schools that now can have business people and overzealous uh, parents that uh, own businesses and so forth uh, to give NIL deals to kids to get get them into that school? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's legal now. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. I mean, well, I well, we just saw, you know, Catholic High, we thought uh, they were in deep trouble, what, a year ago? And, yeah. um, you know, now that'll be uh, child's play, uh, all the rumors that we heard that, that was involved with that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right, Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Enjoy, um, enjoy what I hope is a beautiful Saturday on the Ponderosa. And we always look forward to your videos and your reports on TigerBait.com. Man, have a great weekend, buddy. And thank you, you too, so Thanks very for having much. Me. You too. All right. All right, buddy. You take care. Uh, Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. Com. Let's see. I got one for you right here. Uh, the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, wants to hook you up with a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville. Ooh, boy, does this sound good? Richard Seafood Patio has some of the best boiled crawfish, but also serves up boiled shrimp, boiled crabs, fried and grilled seafood burgers, steaks, poor boys, and a seafood buffet. So go sign up for the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to score a $50 gift certificate to Richard's Seafood Patio. Masters Leaderboard Update as we wrap up our number one next. 
Jordy Holtberg is known far and wide as the Blonde Bomber. For the perfectly feathered golden mane he rocked back in the day at LSU. Just let your may not be as golden or as long, but Jordy is still making a name for himself. Back to more of the Jordy Holtberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, we're back as we wrap up our number one three-way tie at the top of the leaderboard. Charles Schwartzel, Sanjay M, Danny Willett, who lost a stroke. They're all at three under. One better than Harold Varner III, Dustin Johnson, Taylor Gooch, Cameron Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Hideki Matsuyami, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, the number one player in the world is at two under. Tiger is um, has finished seven holes today. He's at four over par today three over par for the tournament. So um, the cut line is projected to be at plus four. So he's just inside that with a lot of golf left to go. Scores are really getting up there because of the weather conditions. Uh, The wind is blowing pretty good. So we'll see if Tiger can make the cut or not. Hour number two, we'll talk uh, the Pels. We'll talk all things UL, and then we'll just talk a lot. That's what's coming up. Hour number two of the Jordan Helper Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles with Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We'll be back. Live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day. Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holtberg. It's hour number two of two, and away we go on this Friday, April the 8th, the year 2022, round two of the Masters. And as we speak, Scotty Scheffler, the world number one, just birdied number seven to move to three under par, giving him a, a four a share of a four-way tie for the lead with Charles Schwartzel, Sungjae Im, and Danny Willett. Tiger Woods just birdied number eight. Eight to kind of stop the bleeding a little bit. He is at plus three for the day, plus two for the tournament through eight holes today. The projected cut line is at plus four. So Tiger, who had uh, four bogeys um, in his round to date, uh, stopped the bleeding with a birdie at number Eight. So we'll see if that gives him some momentum. But man, the the wind is gusting like crazy at Augusta. So it's making scores very, very difficult, making the greens very, very fast. And we'll see how it all shakes out. Boy, it'd be great if he made the cut. You know who made the cut? 
the New Orleans Pelicans uh, with a win last night. It's hard to beat an NBA team by 30, 33, 34 points, whatever it was. But that's what the Pels did against the uh, tanking Portland Trailblazers. The San Antonio Spurs lost to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. And now with two games left in the regular season, the Pels have a two-game lead over the Spurs. And the significance, obviously, is you want to host the play-in game next Wednesday. Chris Connor covers the Pels and does a great job uh, in doing so. And um, I-, I wore the black today, uh, Chris, in honor of the uh, the now since-deceased L.A. Lakers. Thank you for your time, buddy. How you feeling these days? <laughs> hey, man, uh, first of all, it's good to know that uh, – that, that someone listened to me. Uh, I actually I talked to uh, to uh, Ty, Ty Graffinini, who does the yeah. uh, the he's the radio voice for the Pelicans, and right. he wouldn't he wouldn't wear black. He said, you know, he just he's real superstitious, and just you know he wanted to he wanted to see the Lakers actually lose that game. He said, you know what, I was, what the game was on was it Friday? He said, you know what, I'll put on I'll put on black you know tomorrow after a victory. So I'm glad to see that someone is here. Uh, with me this time, man, but I'm feeling as good as can be right now. Uh, Herb Jones with the play of the day uh, last night where he went to help defensively. They they kicked it out to the three-point line, and he, he looked like Plastic Man from a Marvel comic movie uh, and just went out and leapt and extended and blocked the three-point shot, gathered it, took it coast-to-coast coast and made a layup. I mean, man, that kind of sums him up in a nutshell. Yeah, man. You know, it, it feels like every time you see you see something from her, um, and you say, "Man, it can't get much better than that." You know, you, you know, you not, you know that maybe that's the best play of his of his season. Um, you know, he put together something else, right? You know, I thought that it wouldn't get much better than that block and transition on the fast break in that in that Laker game down the stretch, which was maybe maybe the play of the game at that point um, off yeah. of the alley oop. Uh, you know, against I think Westbrook threw it. Oh, oh no, no, it was it was thrown to Westbrook. You know, but then you see it the play yesterday, which is just crazy. I mean, the blocking itself, where he had to travel from, is one thing. But then to collect the basketball and then uh, go run the length of the court and finish a layup, this man it just he continues to outdo himself. And I really like to see players like that because it puts voters on notice that maybe haven't been paying attention enough to the Pelicans and heard that we just shouldn't be talking about somebody who should be on an all-rookie team. I think it's clear that he deserves to be on an all-NBA defensive team, and I think he'll get there. I got a stat for you. Um, He's 23 years young. He has the chance to be the first rookie named to an NBA all-defensive team since Tim Duncan back in 1998. How insane would that be? I, I mean, that, that's a hell of a stat, Jordy. Uh, man, I mean, that, that would be – I mean, we're talking um, – wow. I, I did not know that existed, and it's hard for me to even come up with a response for that, man. That would be <laughs> – as he said yesterday, that would be insane. That would be absolutely insane. That, that's amazing. Tim Duncan had a pretty good career, maybe the best – power forward in in nba history if you if you take a, a vote amongst people you never know um what's wrong with brandon ingram <laughs> um man I, you know it it feels as if there was a uh, a, a lot of reporters around around a team called him resting against Portland, you know precautionary but 
you know, what's interesting about that is that typically, you know, you would, if, if it was a situation where they wanted to rest them, you know, you would have thought it as being resting. So, I mean, you would have, they could have designated it as, as them resting him, but it's clear right. that maybe his hamstring is still bothering him a little bit. Uh, but it also makes sense that, you know, you have uh, a back-to-back coming here to end the year against Memphis and Golden State. Uh, hopefully you just have to play him one game, right? One loss or one Pelican win, you know, locks him into that ninth seed. And then maybe you can rest him again before Wednesday's game. He should be fine. But uh, hamstrings linger. Hopefully, you know, uh, it's just a a precautionary measure. And we see him at worst just Saturday. And, you know, we don't have to worry about any other meaningful games until uh, Wednesday night, which we hope is in New Orleans. Wednesday night, 8.30. Uh, The Pels have the Memphis Grizzlies uh, in Memphis on Saturday and then finish at home Sunday against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, A win in either game guarantees, as you said, New Orleans will host San Antonio uh, next Wednesday night at uh, 8.30. You got to take baby steps. You got to, you know, you got to walk before you run and all that kind of stuff. So in a nutshell, what does... A sub-500 team that makes the play-in game, what does that signify to you as a New Orleans Pelicans, uh, uh, as a hoop fan, and particularly a fan of of basketball in the city of New Orleans? What does it mean to you? Just the the overall journey. You know what I mean? Uh, When you look at starting out at 1-12, 3-16, it's a life lesson. You know, you can't always see you know, when things feel like they're at your worst um, and not seeing a, a single game from Zion Williamson, you know, when things are at its worst, you can't always – it's hard to, to look up past that and say, okay, things will turn around. But you need a common, you know, a common presence. You need common, common players in a locker room around you, surrounded by you. And it takes someone like Willie Green, you know, your leader, to say, hey, man, it doesn't look like it now, but this is going to turn around. You're going to win some of these games. You're losing some of these close games. You're losing today. You'll win months from now. You need stuff like that. You also need luck to go in your, you know, in your direction, in your favor, one way or another. But at the end of the day, man, I, I mean, what you take from this year is that the Pelicans had so many different things thrown at them, so many, so many forms of adversity, and they fought through it consistently. And even if the record doesn't look the prettiest, uh, you know, from a from a uh, win loss perspective, you look at where they came from and what they had to go through to get here, and how much they've improved even just from a roster perspective since yeah. game one. And now we're talking about, will you see Zion soon? Will you, you know, I mean, we were, people were questioning if you ever see Zion in, in a Pelicans uniform again. Those questions right. seem to be dying out now. Um, and that's just, it's, just, it's just great, man, to see what this situation has done to the, to the city, the community, um, and the way that the players are, you know, are embracing this, this, this situation as well, man. I, I, I just can't imagine where this can go from here. We could be talking about a turning point just with the way that this team is viewed and a level of consistency that we haven't seen since the team's gotten to New Orleans. You get Zion Williamson back. Let, let's just let's just do a hypothetical thing here. You get Zion Williamson back next year. I don't think he's going to play this year unless they get into a seven-game series. Who knows? I think Jackson Hayes has had the biggest transformation of any player on this team by far, in my humble opinion. I mean, he's a valuable asset now. What do you do with Jackson Hayes when Zion comes back? Is he 
has he worked to the point where he is a non-tradable asset? You need him. He's that valuable. Or has he become an asset that is tradable where you can really get something in return that more fits the need of your team? Let's say a point guard, maybe. Well, you know, I think, I think Jordy, he has this, this two options here. If Zion's going to be with this team going forward, you get him back next year. Um, if he ends up signing an extension, so on and so forth, that, then you really have two options with Jackson. Either A, he has to, he can't be power forward de- dependent, and he has to take the next level, the next step at center, um, and really be what he was brought in into the, the organization to be. And that step would have to take place next year. And then you can have multiple conversations going forward about his future because you have, you know, you're going to have to pay him. And you're, yeah. going, you're also going to have to play him. But you bring in a guy like Larry Nance. Um, you know, you look at the flexibility that you have with Trey, with Trey Murphy, B.I., mm-hmm. and, um, and Herb Jones of guys that can play power forwards and, you know, in, in situations. But if you have to pick between, you know, once you're fitting back in Zion, what do you do with a guy like Larry Nance? If it comes down to Larry or Jackson, you can play them together. But Jackson's a guy – I, you know, I, I think he's he's earned a little bit more than fifteen to twenty minutes per game. I, I, I don't know how you manage all of that unless right. he blossoms and completely deserves that center position, and he's not a liability out there when playing that spot, anchoring your defense, so, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But kind of depends if he's stuck at if he's stuck at being powerful and dependent. Then yes, he's an asset at that point, and you probably have to look to package him. Maybe right. you know uh, with the whether it's to be a you know a bigger deal or something small to get what you actually need, but I guess it really all depends on the next development, the next step he okay. takes. That's hopefully fair. Hopefully, it's at the center. That's fair. That's, uh, it, it, it appears now LeBron's not going to play the rest of the season. Anthony Davis is not going to play. So the Lakers are done, obviously. I don't know if they win another game or not. But either way, the, it looks like the Pelicans will be um, uh, the recipient of their pick. And there's all kind of percentages where they could they actually have a remote chance of getting the number one pick overall. What – with a healthy Zion, a healthy Brandon Ingram, a C.J. McCollum, a Jonas Valanciunas, a Herb Jones, um, you got these players off the bench. I mean, that are that are really playing well. What is the, with that first pick that they have in that first round, the, whatever number it is in the first round? What is this team missing in your mind? Is it a point guard? Is it a Chris Paul type like point guard type of thing? Um. You know that's that's interesting. I you know I think that long term, um, you maybe you definitely need need more flexibility at the center position. Um, number one, so Jonas Valanciunas doesn't have to play as many minutes as he played this year. Uh, but okay. just from uh, you know from what you're looking to, uh, I mean, and again, I mean, a lot of this is pending. I would say on on what Jackson does and so you know so on and so forth. Um, I think you 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 definitely need a lead guard off of the bench. Someone that gives you more flexibility, um, and that could be you know a multitude of guys. Every a lot of people like you know like Ivy out of out of Purdue, but right. I mean I would say right now as you stand because I don't think you want a situation. I don't think the Pelicans want a, a situation where they're running CJ at the two and playing with a with a smaller backcourt. I think that they would they they're probably for or at least in the interim going to commit to CJ at the one, Herb and Bi playing two and the three. 
if Zion's okay. back, Zion at the four, and then Jonas at the five, unless they move him. But more than likely, I would assume that's what you're doing. If that's where you go, you can draft these guys and bring them into a situation where they don't have the same amount of pressure. One of these talents, they don't have the same amount of pressure than they normally would be drafted in the top ten. You know, drafted in the, in the top ten, top eight, top five, because they're okay. not going to have to lift the franchise. They can just go out there and play basketball and be a part of just another, a talented spot, a talented core, and develop their game in ways that we've seen from guys like Kawhi Leonard, James Harden. Situation and environment matters. And I think that's what I look at the most. I don't even know that we can look at what this team necessarily needs because it's a lot of un, unanswered questions. Yeah. You know, but you know, I would say, depending on Jackson Hayes' development, uh, us hopefully being able to see Zion soon, I think they need some flexibility at center, um, and they definitely need a point guard off of the bench, someone that, that's an upgrade from, you know, Devontae Graham. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, I think your options are, for the first time really ever, you have the talent on the floor, and your options are are, are all over the place in regards to how you can improve the team. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways that they can end up going with that. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, uh, two games to go, and we'll we'll see you Wednesday night in the Smoothie King Center because the Pels are going to be there hosting the uh, San Antonio Spurs, and we'll have to talk about that because I don't know what it is about San Antonio, but they've had our number. But maybe, just maybe, this will be the time. So, Chris, thank you so much, man. Have a enjoy this beautiful weather and enjoy your weekend. I greatly appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Uh, I'll be in the city soon, man. So hopefully, you know, I, I can see some of the people that are, you know, that are, that are listening. And uh, Wednesday should be awesome, man. There you go, man. You take care. Uh, Chris Connor from At The Bird writes, I'm not a big fan of Devontae Graham. I've been disappointed in his performance this year. I would uh, I'd figure out a way to ship him out, get somebody a little bit more consistent, taller, uh, that can knock down buckets from the outside because he's just, I just don't like him at, at all. All right. Um, 17 minutes after the hour, uh, I'll give you a quick, quick update here. Let's see. Oh, Lord, where is it? Here we go. Round two in progress. Let's see. Can I? Um, yeah. I'll tell you what we'll do. We will. Uh, give you that update um right now oh three-way tie for the lead schwartzel m scheffler at three under willett has dropped a stroke and let me scroll down and see if tiger has done anything tiger is uh plus three through nine holes he is at plus two now so tiger got another birdie he is at plus two and the cut line is at plus four come on tiger get it done i will talk all things raging cajuns with the um Sports Director of KLFY, George Faust, on this Friday edition of the Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We'll be right back. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 8th, 1976. The New Orleans Saints selected California running back Chuck Muncie with the third overall pick in the first round of the NFL Draft. Muncie would play five seasons with the Saints. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
All right, welcome back, uh, boys and girls, uh, children of all ages, moms and dads, whoever you may be. Um, it's great to be with you. In case you're even remotely interested, remember the big gaffe at the Oscars was Will Smith and Chris Rock? Well, the Oscars delivered the news. They had a, um, a Zoom meeting to discuss possible sanctions against the actor Will Smith, and it turns out they did. They have banned this year's best actor winner from attending the war the award ceremony for the next decade um but he gets to keep his trophy all right it's friday it's time for faust let's do it there's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of acadiana sports media klfy sports director george faust It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. George, what's happening, buddy? How are you, man? Doing well, doing well. Just, uh, you know, getting ready for the weekend, getting ready for a Friday night. You know how it goes. Oh, yeah, the work goes. You got one eye on the Masters, and you got one eye on the Cajuns, and you got another eye on the uh, on the softball. T- I mean, you can, you can only do so much, big guy. You can only do so much. <laughs> You're right, man. You're right. <laughs> and you just do, it as, do as much as you can do and, and hope that's enough. That's exactly right. Let's start with uh, – the baseball team, 15 and 14 overall, four and five in conference play. Uh, they're on a one game win streak. Um, and tonight they get to start a three game series in Jonesboro against Arkansas State. Um, they got some pictures that have stepped up. I mean, where, where give me the State of the Union address on this baseball team. <laughs> Well, uh, they're they're right at that Mendoza line, right? I, yeah. I, I was a little surprised that uh, they they actually. I know Louisiana Tech's got a good team, but the way that they had been talking uh, with regards to uh, Coach Deggs saying, you know, earlier in the week you talked about how they, you know, they had won what I think five of six, I think is, is where they were at, and right. uh, so they were at that that point. And uh, he felt like they were trending upward. So to watch him play in that first game against Louisiana Tech on Tuesday night, that was a little bit of a, a surprise for me uh, that they that they didn't perform a little bit better. But then on Wednesday night they come come back and they even that series out. So they yeah. they it's win one, win. they lose one in Ruston, and, uh, and now they're headed to obviously Arkansas State. And, and I say. Here's the here's the good news. If you, I'm all about good news, right? So here's, yeah. here's the good news. I, I I think this this team they they can hit the ball and they can and, and like you said, there's some pitchers that are kind of coming along and 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 and, and they and they continue to to kind of improve in that regard. But that but with 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 regards to. Uh, to hitting the ball, I mean Tyler Robertson. He's a guy who's uh, who's been able to uh, to, to kind of lift this team. Carson Rockford. Those guys are just consistently really uh, playing at a high level. So uh, if they can continue to do that, I think they're going to be fine. And, and Jonesboro get some road wins, kind of getting a little more uh, you know cachet, if you will, in the uh, Sun Belt Conference here. 
All right, uh, George Faust with us, KLFY. While the men's team is uh, on the road, the softball team is at home, and they're kind of—they're not very happy right now, are they? They're—they're uh, they're having a rough go, but uh, look, they lost to McNeese, and earlier this week, Jerry Glasgow uh, talking about the uh, softball. I mean, they—they—they they, they were just not. Uh, so then they had, they played a, a mammoth game against McNeese with regards to how long it was thirteen innings. They ended yeah. up losing six five, and it just it, Coach Glasgow earlier was talking about how you know right this juncture every game that you lose is a big loss because yeah. they're trying to stay in that top uh, what forty five ish area in the RPI. And right. if you can't do that, then you're you're kind of uh, setting yourself up for a little bit of a struggle to get into that postseason. So um, I, I think it's a it's a big week. They, they, they've got a I don't know I don't know how these young uh, student athletes do it. They've got they're going on the road for twelve of their next fifteen contests, or they're in That's the crazy. midst of a twelve uh, twelve of their next fifteen being on the road. So uh, that, that's a that's a hike. That's man. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that I don't know, that's I don't absurd. Know. It's got to be during the Easter. It's got to be during the Easter break, I would imagine. And uh, with no school, it's the only way they could do it. That's that's too much. But both both yeah. the Raging Cajun softball, LSU softball, um, not living up to their preseason reputation. But we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens along those right. lines. George Faust, KLFY, with us. Okay, Saturday at eleven o'clock, we got a spring game, and five different quarterbacks are expected to get work five that's too many are they going to come up with a starter after this spring game or is this thing going to go all the way into the fall right up through fall camp into the the start of the season i have a feeling it's going to go all the way up into the fall uh, like it, it, he probably won't name a starter till the week of if i if i'm just guessing i haven't talked to mike about that and i haven't i haven't gotten any insight with regards to that other than <clears throat> The, the fact that uh, Chandler Fields and and uh, and Ben Woolridge kind of seem to be the guys that he's he's kind of expecting at this point to be the be the guys that are okay. in, in control of that one spot. But uh, all the other guys, Zion uh, 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 Chris, uh, that he's a guy that that a lot of people are expecting a lot from, even though he is a, uh, a an incoming freshman. Uh, so I think this is probably going to last a while, Jordy. I, I just have a feeling the way, the way they, they just don't know exactly what they have right. with regards to that position, which is that hopefully they can figure that out real soon. I, I know Coach Des, he's confident in, in Ben and, and Chandler. Uh, I think he just doesn't, doesn't okay. have the, that, that, that number one guy just yet in his mind yet, somebody uh, who separates himself yet. Yeah, speaking of the guy that was number one for so many years, Levi Lewis, he can't play quarterback in the NFL. If he's going to stick in that league, he's got to pick a new position, doesn't he? I I, I would probably I would think so. I mean, I would think so. I, I'm not sure if it, I, honestly, I don't just I I love Levi, but I, I don't know if he's accurate enough to even no. even be in that in that in that dimension you know yeah. what i mean uh I, levi's a great guy don't get me wrong i'm yep. not saying he's not a good person good good I dude agree. uh I, I but but i i just think uh there's a and he's he's a he's, he's a lot shorter you know 
then I think uh, like he, he's probably about my height, which is about five eleven, right? So I mean, yeah. might even be shorter than me. And uh, so you know, height wise, he's like a Russell Wilson. But you know that that, that there, there's some there's a talent discrepancy, I think, when it comes to his ability to to throw the ball accurately on a consistent basis. And so, yeah, I, I think if he was going to be, uh, you know, a, a quarterback at that level, he's 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 going to have to step up a whole lot, or uh, he's going to have to get to the, to get to the NFL. He'll have to figure out another another position, whatever that might be. Yeah, I'm with you, George Faust from KLFY. Kind enough to uh, to join us and. Um, you know, you want to come out of spring healthy. You don't want to get anybody hurt. And I'm hearing reports that um, that they're going to be, according to Michael Jefferson, the wide receiver, you're going to see more deep shots. We're taking more chances. We're not scared to take chances. Wow. I guess that's having a quarterback as your head coach, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and, and look, if you're not, you know, if you've got the guys that can do it, throw it up there, see what happens, you know. A lot of times, what happens is PI, right? <laughs> right. There's going to be a pass yeah. interference if you know if it's uh, third and six, third and seven, or second and seven, you know, something like that. You you, you throw it up there, and you might get a PI there. So, uh, I, <laughs> yeah, no, I, look, I, I'm okay with with throwing the ball and, and being a little more wide open. That that'd be fine. Uh, I'm with you. You know, I, I, it's more exciting for fans. That's for sure. Yeah, indeed. Um, all right. Who you got winning the Masters this year? Oh, man. Uh, would it be great if Tiger won? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... He's having a rough day today, though. He's having a rough yeah. day today. But, yeah. but hey, yeah. he, I'd like he's to treading water right now. So he's okay. He's treading yeah. water. Yeah. Um, we'll see I, I, what I like, happens. I like, we'll I like the number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler. You know, I, he's I like pretty good. him. Uh, he, yeah. he, he's, at the top, he's at the top of the leaderboard right now. And uh, yep. yeah, I mean, look, it's Ted Scott's on his bag, you know. So that's that's a two-time champion as a caddy <laughs> yep. with Bubba Sheffler, back in the day. Yeah. So. That's right. Scheffler's at four under par with a one-shot lead over Schwartzel and Sung Jai Im. Uh, and let's see, Tiger, uh, boy, had a rough opening nine he birdied eight let's see where is he now tiger woods is still at plus two uh starting the back nine um so we'll see what happens all right george you got a busy day i know you'll be watching the masters it'll be great coverage on klfy have you found a replacement for madeline adams yet Uh, we we actually we have we uh we uh we end up hiring uh karaski melvin he's a uh he he had been filling in for us, uh, kind of like our third guy, hybrid. Okay. Kind of, he, he's a news producer, but who turned into a sports guy, and he's been helping uh-huh. us out ever since Madeline's been here or got here three years ago. She's, uh, he's been our like number three guy, basically okay. helping us out. So we got, I was going to offer. Yeah, I mean, and, if we could do it zoom wise from where i am you know i'll be more than happy to fill in but you got to get the technology right and i'll do it um i I can do it and so if you need need a third just let me know Uh, i will do jordy will do make sure that i'll I'll check it out (laughs) check it out george have a great weekend man Uh, enjoy the tournament enjoy the the spring game and all that stuff i know you'll be busy but it's always fun having you and here's your clothes big guy hit it 
Tune in next week to Jordy Holdberg for Fridays with Faust here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Yes, indeed. All right, we've done this. The Houston Astros open up the season with a 3-1 win over the L.A. Angels. Tune in tonight to our sister station, News Talk 98.5 FM. Astros try to make it two straight against the Halos. First pitch, 8.38. Why do they come up with these times? 8.38. And you can listen right here on our, well, on our sister station, News Talk 98.5 FM, because on our station, we're going to have LSU baseball against Mississippi State. First pitch set for 7 o'clock. All right, we wrap up Fridays, as always, with George Becknell, James Mesh, and yours truly. I have absolutely, positively no idea where, what direction we're going in, but something will hit me, and we hope it's entertaining and knowledgeable. After this timeout, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, we're Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The Jordy Holberg Show prides itself on settling for nothing less than the best. You're simply the best. This thing has a variety of nauseating aspects to it. Jordy has the best takes, the best guests, and let's be honest, the best nickname. The Blonde Bomber is cool as hell. I agree. All right. Let's play ball. Back to only the best on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We're back 39 minutes after the hour. My favorite time of the of the show on a Friday is uh, the time I get uh, James Mesh back in the master control suite in the game studios and my good friend George Becknell, who's somewhere out there um, uh, to join us. And we kind of banter about a little bit. George, good afternoon, my friend. How you been, man? Man, Jordy, I, I've been I've been fantastic, man. I'm I'm celebrating a birthday. I know you celebrating a birthday Sunday, so it's all good. Bro. What is your birthday today? My birthday was yesterday. Oh my God! What kind of friend am I? Happy belated birthday! God, I feel terrible now. That's all good, Jordan. It's all good. The only reason why I know yours is because it's on your all your passwords. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. <laughs> James, can you wish George a happy birthday for you for me, please? <laughs> happy belated birthday, George. There you go. Yeah, right, thank you, James. About? Man, I appreciate it. You're what welcome. are we talking about here today? Let's start off with your favorite your favorite sport, the NBA. Um Ding dong, the witch is dead, the wicked witch, the wicked witch, the Lakers are dead, they're gone, their history. How good is that? Well, Jordan, uh, just as a Pelicans fan, I, I'm, I'm excited about that um, for multiple reasons. Yeah. Number one, um, the whole Anthony Davis saga, and I love the Pelicans social media trolling him, talking about that's all, folks, because that was the shirt he was wearing <laughs> that's right. that's you know, right. when he left. So I love that, number one. Number two, um, I think the Lakers drafted really, really well, and they were building a franchise, and LeBron comes there and says, hey, now I want my banana bowl guys to be on the team. And if you think about it, they have no picks. They lost young talent. Like, I could go on and on about all the young talent they lost. And now here they are with no draft picks and no future. I love it. So I, I'm excited that they're going. And also, indirectly, that means the Pelicans are guaranteed a play-in spot. So that they might go to the playoffs. So for multiple reasons, yeah, I'm happy that the Lakers are gone. Yep. 
Uh, James, you give any, uh, why, why would LeBron James come out and say, man, I'd love to play with Steph Curry. Why would he do that? I mean, I know he's talked about it a couple times and he's already drafted him like two or three times during the all-star. So it doesn't surprise me that he likes it. We can definitely see the chemistry whenever they do play together in the all-star game. So I'm not shocked that he would say this, but why he would put it out there already. I mean, he's already said that he specifically wants to play with Bronny, his kid. Right. I don't know if that'll happen, but I don't know. He he definitely just puts a lot of stuff out there and sees what sticks. Yeah. George, why would he stay in L.A.? They can't, If he's out there chasing championships for his legacy, uh, I think there's a couple of things. I think he wants to win another title, and I think he wants to pass Kareem as the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. And he, I, I, I would bet more favorably on passing Kareem than he is winning a championship, sp- certainly if he stays in L.A. Well, to me, Jordan, you know, I, I hate to say because I respect LeBron so much and I respect his his game too. and what he's done. I do so too. I, I, I would I hate to say that he doesn't care about winning a title, but I feel like he feel like his legacy is already cemented, right? Okay. You know, wow. I don't think he's gonna pass Jordan. He's not gonna be the greatest of all time. He's gonna pass Kareem in points. He's a top five player of all time. If you don't sure. think so. That's kind of wild to me. So I think his legacy is cemented. LeBron is more about setting up his post-basketball life and putting his kid on. He wants to do the Ken Griffey thing, which is not a problem for me. Uh, But I think that's where his priorities are. So I think he stays in L.A. But I don't think it's it's necessarily about championships because clearly you have nothing, nothing left to win a championship with. If uh, LeBron's son is half as good as Ken Griffey Sr.'s son is, I can understand why he'd want to play with him. But there ain't no way. (laughs) Griff was too good. Yeah, Ken Griffey was one of the best baseball players I've ever seen. And if you think about it, he was good at the plate, and he was a multiple gold glove. So he he was one of the best baseball players of all time. I think Bronny at best, at best – is an NBA journeyman. I think like, just watching him, I don't think he's that good. I think a Ken Griffey Jr. along the lines of um, Gail Sayers and Barry Sanders, he, he, he could stop yes. playing way too young, way too soon, way yes. too soon. And um, if you think about it, he still hit 600 home runs. Yeah, yeah. He All probably right. would have he he broke the record if he didn't. Oh, it's not quite too good. Too good. Too um, good. James Mesh, uh, we're doing this. Di- well, is it? We can let the cat out the bag. What's your favorite sports movie, James? My favorite sports movie, I would have to go with Draft Day. I know it's a little it, it's a little more new it's than some of the other ones. I like a lot of the, I like like Remember the Titans and I I like a bunch of one. But for me personally, I like Draft Day because it's kind of become a tr- tradition for me at this point. I always watch it the day of the actual NFL draft and before any of my fancy football drafts, it gets me in the mood to be able to try and pick my team. Kevin Costner. There you go. He's been in some he's been in some iconic movies. Um for the love of the game. I don't know if you've ever seen for the Have you seen for the love of the game with Kevin Costner? Has any of y'all seen that one? I have not. Mm-mm. Oh. You, you, all right, on a rainy day when you got nothing to do, just just find it on your TV for the love of the game. He's a baseball pitcher. 
and he's in his the twilight of his career, and he's pitching in in Yankee Stadium, and it's a big story around that, and there's a story around around. It's it's really really good. All right, so we got uh, uh, the draft with um, Kevin Costner in it. George, you got a favorite? Well, Jordan, uh, I got two. I got Space Jam, you know, <laughs> one of the classics. Love Space Jam, and then. Uh, Despite despite a terrible memory when I first saw this movie, I gotta go remember the Titans. Great, I gotta go remember the Titans. It's a great, yeah. Name. So you want to hear about this? Yeah. You you want to hear about this terrible memory? Yeah. So I'm a sophomore in high school. Okay. We're in the playoffs, so we leave. We we go to mass and we leave school right after mass at 9 a.m. We go to New Orleans, watch Remember the Titans as a team. We walking out, we singing na 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 na, you know, feeling great, feeling optimistic about our season. We go down to Boothville, Venice after that for our playoff game, Uh-oh. Jordan. We get Uh-oh. smoked. Uh oh, <laughs> we got smoked. <laughs> it was it was so bad. <laughs> I, I told the story earlier. Um, I was playing at LSU when the first Rocky came out and we were in, we were in Athens, Georgia and coach Dale Brown and my coach um, took us the night before to go see that movie in a, in a little movie theater in, uh, in outside of Athens, Georgia. I couldn't tell you the name of the play, whatever. And we came out the next day. We beat Georgia's rear end out into submission, into <laughs> submission. I uh, wasn't even, and they weren't that good, but we were pretty good. But, uh, it, I like your ending better than mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm still debating on mine. I've got so many. I love Major League. So many iconic figures. So many great, just a bit outside. So many great lines in that one. Um, I love Hoosiers. But if I had to pick one, believe it or not, I think I'd pick. No, I think I would pick. I think I would pick Cinderella Man. Cinderella. You're looking puzzled. Never heard. You never. You've never seen Cinderella Man. Oh, George, there's another one for you. Okay. Russell Crowe's in it. It's about a fighter. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't like just all sports. I like stories around it. It's, it's in the depression and okay. here's a guy that's out and at done and he's got to have a job. He's trying to beg for work and they throw him a bone and he gets into the ring and all of a sudden magic starts to happen. Magic starts to happen. Magic starts to happen. And he gets a shot at the heavyweight title against the undefeated champion of the world. And he is the biggest underdog and it's in New York in the in Madison Square Gardens Bowl. It is a great, great story, and it's one of those okay. that I can. I I know the ending, but I watch it every time I see it. Every time okay. I see it, I watch it. So Cinderella Man, check it out. Check it out one? for the love of the game. For the love of the game, Cinderella, love of the game, Cinderella Man. One's Got a baseball it. movie. One's a boxing movie. Um. James, you're you're a raging Cajun fan. What do you anticipate out of this spring game tomorrow? Uh for me, I I don't have much. I'm actually not going to be covering. I know it'll be Matt, so I know he would have more of an opinion on it. I'm hoping that someone will actually take the lead in it when it comes to the QB competition. Yeah. But I ultimately don't think Des will make a decision until a week or two before. I would probably say more of two weeks before the actual season starts. 
But I'm hoping we get more definition of who's going to be the starters for more of these positions, especially quarterback, even though I'm not expecting too much out of that. Okay. Um, George Becknell, Saints get two picks in the first round. What are they going to do with them? You know, Jordan, I was hoping they going they were going wide receiver. Yeah. But since they traded back, I, I can't I, I got a gut feeling that they're going left tackle and quarterback. That's hmm. what I think they're gonna do. I, I don't know if it's gonna be Kenny Pickett or the kid out of Liberty. Um, uh, but they they really liking somebody for them to give up a first round pick next year and come back with a second first round pick this year. So I don't think they should do that. I want to get some skill guys. I, well, I'll take the left tackle, maybe a wide out. But I really, in my gut, I think they're going quarterback. I think they're going. I think they're going quarterback, wide receiver. I think with the way they are, they've had such a great run in getting offensive linemen in later rounds. Um, True. So I, I think that I think that's what they're going to do. I think I think there's such a need at wide receiver, and if there is a quarterback that's around that they really really like, I, I think I would I would do it. I don't think they're sold on Ian Book in any way, shape, or form. And you know oh, no. that um, your boy Andy Dalton's just a one hit wonder, just kind of a backup. He ain't never going to play. Hopefully, Jameis doesn't get hurt. Correct. And they only gave Jameis a two-year deal. Two years. Two years. So they don't believe still, in it. So he's still in the prove-it-to-me yeah. stage. He's still in yes. the prove-it. They don't believe in it. They don't. Uh, well, they haven't seen enough of him. They, he, he got hurt. So how, you know, he's, is he Anthony Davis? Is he going to get hurt all, hurt all the time? Uh, is he going to be able that. to? Is he going to put up numbers? Because um, it's I am I am with the the way the Rams do business. I'm not worried. I let kick the can. Keep kicking it. I'm not worried about next year. I want to win now. Next year is not a given, right? No, I, I totally agree. And I think with the with with Alvin Kamara, Mike Thomas coming back, and you still have an elite Your level defense. defense yeah, you have an elite defense. Yeah. Like think about how bad the offense was last year, and they were one COVID game away from winning ten games. They're going to be so much better. They're going to be so much better at tight end because my man's going to become a superstar. Taysom Hill. I think so. He's going to he, become he, a he'll star. He'll make a purple. Absolutely. I'm telling he's you. A, he's a he's a truck. He's right. a diesel truck. No right. I'm hoping Tiger Woods is a threat on Sunday. That's all I'm hoping for. He's going to make the cut. Oh, he's going to make he's the cut. I want to be a threat on yeah. Sunday. James Me Mesh, too. is Tiger Woods going to be a threat on Sunday? I hope so. Hope so. Okay, that's all I'm asking. That's good. That's good. We're all in unison. George, thank you. James, thank you. We'll be back to wrap this bad boy up. Friday edition. Hallelujah. The Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We'll be back. 56 uh, minutes after the hour, quick wrap-up. Tiger Woods is uh, plus two for the tournament through 11 holes today. We'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. Special thanks to all of our guests. Bill Franquez, LSU versus Mississippi State on baseball. Mike Scarborough with LSU football. Chris Connor with the Pels. George Faust, all things Rage and Cajun spring game tomorrow. And uh, George and James. So, uh, James, thank you for everything all week long. Terrific job. Um, thanks to all of you for listening in. Thanks to our partners that make it possible each and every day. We'll recap the Masters. We'll know where 
where the Pels are either going to be at home, they're going to be at home, or on the road for the playing game on Wednesday. We'll find out how the Cajuns did in baseball and softball. And in football, we'll find out how the Tigers did in baseball and softball and football. So busy Monday. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. So long, everybody. Until next time, I'm Jordy Hultberg. Stay thirsty, my friends. Do everything you can to be healthy, my friends. And by all means, let's be happy. Be kind to one another. Have a great weekend, everybody.